Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Man, this is really depressing Motown music. Jeez. God. I mean, it's like. The kind of music you'd eat on a Monday after you get destroyed 37-3 because your brain hurts. Or something like that. Whew. All right. Good to have you back with us on this Misery Monday. We've uh, had too many of these, quite honestly, over the many years. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline is our guy Jay Gruden, uh, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins NFL offensive coordinator. Uh, and weekly guest right here on the Team 980 for the last couple of years. Coach, Jay, how are you? It's that bad over there, Chris, playing it, misery music. I know. It's uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> I bet those are the days when you watch that game and you say, you know what? My life's not as bad as Ron Rivera's is right now, right? I mean, I mean, Mondays when you lose suck, when you get destroyed 37-3 like they did. I would imagine that's suck times 10. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. And uh, major steps back in a lot of positions, that's the biggest concern. You know, it's, uh, you know, they were still in the game for most of the part. They had plenty of opportunities to get back in the game, but just couldn't do it offensively. Nine sacks, four picks. Um, that's not going to cut it. And I really didn't see a lot of separation out there by the receivers. Buffalo did an excellent job of matching the routes and playing tight coverage yeah i agree uh and and being there live you could you know as you know you could you know you have different angles and uh all that stuff and 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 you can see some of that uh and we've seen quite honestly uh some of that all right so let's let's break it down because obviously your expertise uh is offense and developing quarterbacks and you know we've talked about sam howell and and everybody knows how talented he is but he holds on to the football too long um is how do you, as a coach, get him to understand that that clock has got to be two and a half seconds max, not three or three and a half seconds? How do you do that? It's it's hard, especially when a lot of times when he went back to pass, there wasn't anybody open. Uh, there was a few times where he could have reset his feet and gone back, uh, like the play first and goal to six where he threw the – forced the ball into coverage. If he would reset his feet and work backside, there's a guy wide open in the end zone. He's stuck – he is stuck on receivers too long, waiting for him mm-hmm. to uncover, waiting for him to get open instead of getting off to his next progression or checking it down to the back really quick and understanding that the pressure is coming, and it's for real, especially a rush like Buffalo. 
On third and 19, from the Bills, I think it was 36, I want to say, he throws the first interception. He tries to get it over the linebacker. The linebacker makes a nice play. Bernard, who had a great game. In that spot, Jay, is the coaching point in his year from either you know the head coach or whoever's calling the plays, in this case, Eric Bieniemy. hey, man, you're in field goal position. You're third and 19. You can't be making a risky throw here. Check it down. Or do you not have to give that instruction to a quarterback when it should be pretty obvious that there ain't many plays that are going to work on third and 19 and you're in field goal position and you try and squeeze one over the linebacker and you make a terrible throw and read? Yeah, you're exactly right. That should be relayed to him, especially a young quarterback. He probably wouldn't have to do that to Tom Brady because he understands management of field position and where you are in the field. And it was three to nothing at that time. If mm-hmm. you checked it down to the backer tight end in the flat, whoever it was in the flat, is a gain of eight. And it's a probably a 45-yard field goal, right. three to three. So that was a critical mistake in a, in a, in a tough spot uh, when a game was early and they're still right there in it. When a quarterback is constantly under siege like he was at one point, Next Gen Stats had him, you know, pressured on 80% of uh, dropbacks. I I think it was late third quarter. (laughs) You know, it wound up like at 69%, which is like the second most since, uh, you know, the chip technology and all that stuff. I I mean, either way, we we all know it was was ugly. So, like, if you're constantly getting that pressure, which everybody can see, we see the sacks, we constantly see the pressure. Are you, um, from a design standpoint, Jay, are you supposed – what's the best way to ask this? Would you continue to take deep drops, like five- and seven-step drops, and maybe even more out of like a pistol or shotgun-type formation? Or should you go to more of the three-step, one-step pivot drop, get the ball out kind of thing, and get the ball out to your playmakers so that you can try and establish some rhythm and maybe back them off of that pressure? What do you, what's the philosophy, if you will? Well, there's a lot of different ways to protect your quarterback. You keep a couple extra guys in protection. Obviously, you only have a two- or three-man route, but you still can come up with concepts with three-level throws or what have you. You can still get some guys open um, just to give some linemen some relief. You get some double teams on Ed Oliver from time to time, and, mm-hmm. uh, double team on a defensive end from time to time. That helps. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's just very difficult. They're only down 16 to nothing for the majority of the third quarter, um, and then it got to be 30 to nothing. It was that it was out of overblown. Right. But you're right. They still had plenty of opportunities to get the ball out of his hands, quicker drops, still work the running game, get the running game involved a little bit because, really, it was only a two-score game late into the third quarter. And, and you, you know, I, like the thing that drives me crazy, I mean, everybody's making a big deal out of the running game, which you know me, I you know, I like to run the ball. Uh, I, I'm not saying I, I, I know everything or, or anything like that, but it just doesn't make sense when your offensive line can't hold up. That's been established. When your quarterback holds onto the ball too long, when your receivers, as you pointed out and we pointed out earlier, not getting enough separation, it doesn't make sense to keep going at a 75 to 25% clip which is basically what the enemy has done in the first three games, especially in the first halves when you're trying to establish pass to run as your identity. It doesn't make sense to keep doing that and saying, oh, okay, we're not going to do something that at least we can get some kind of positive downhill momentum. At least maybe it'll help benefit our play action or it'll back some of the safeties off or a, 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 a you know, a team that blitzes a lot like Brian Flores in Minnesota, like, that's – I guess what I'm asking is they keep running into the same problem, Jay. They can't do this and they can't do that, yet they keep trying to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, really in the third quarter at one point, they had back-to-back runs for 19 yards, yeah. and then they went sack, sack, pump, yep. sack, sack, interception. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a head-scratcher because it's not like Robinson was getting stuffed every time he got the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was getting four or five yards early in the game. And uh, when you have a young quarterback, he's taking some unnecessary sacks, and you, you have to wonder, you have to take some pressure off of him, throwing a screen pass, a release screen to the receivers, a bubble screen, uh, you know, get back to some of those RPOs that they had some success with in the third quarter. Uh, it was a little mind-blowing. Um, really, the, the biggest problem I had is when they're down 30 to nothing, and they kept them in, and they just kept getting them killed. He yeah. gave up four sacks and two quarterback hits, and they were down 30 to nothing. That's not a way to build your quarterback confidence or your line's confidence when it's a known passing situation. You just let them continually just get blistered in the, in the back of the head. It's, it was it was. Hard to watch. Yeah, the eighth. To your point, the eighth and ninth sacks were both off of deep drops, and you know, I mean, regardless of who you know who gets credit, who gets blame. I mean, I think one of them was on Howell, one of them uh, was uh, more on Wiley, at least in my estimation. But both were on deep drops, and he's taken. You know, sometimes he's stepping up and taking a hit. Sometimes he's just taking a hit. Sometimes it's just pressure coming right at him. I, I mean, it's a variety of things. But like again, now, now, uh, all right. Actually, that brings up a, a, a good point. Somebody, or uh, yeah, somebody asked about this earlier. Would you, with considering how bad things were going, and again, from a maybe safety standpoint, would you have considered going to Brissett at any point yesterday? Oh, for sure. When it was thirty to nothing. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's that's when you, uh, you you hone it back in. You get back to your running game, and you just try to get yourself a good drive. Uh, get back to your early game plan calls and, and run the ball, maybe some quick game, and uh, try to get out of there alive. Uh, lose thirty to seven or what have you, but uh, to continue to take deep drops and try to force it down the field, and just watch them get sacked and sacked and hit again and hit again. I mean, you're counting on this guy to play seventeen games as well. Mm-hmm. This is you used to have to chalk this one up as an L and, and move on to next week but you got to get out of there healthy with some kind of confidence or something. Jay Gruden is with us. You can follow him on X or Twitter. Is this really you, at Coach underscore Jay Gruden? I, don't, I haven't really tweeted anything. My son set that up for okay. me, but it is me. Yeah, right. so I think he put a couple of things. I'm starting to use it, learn how to use it. Yeah, I think I you should. Figured, I, haven't, I haven't figured out how to log in yet, but I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I think you should because i got to follow from uh, – from- <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. I didn't know Jay was on Twitter. Uh, on air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly, and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Um, do, you, do you think there's any part of Eric Bieniemy because of his frustration with not being able to get a head coaching job that he's maybe coaching to say, here, I, I'll, I'll show you guys. I can coach modern offense, heavy pass, pass to set up the run, uh, work with a rookie plus quarterback, a fifth-round pick. Do you think there's any, like, ego or mentality of I'll prove you guys wrong that you should have hired me in the past? Any idea, any guess on that? I don't think so. I think they came off a big win against Denver. Nobody knew how bad Denver's defense really was until yesterday, but they came off this great second half with Hal making a lot of good throws and, uh, some of those deep drops and deeper developing plays, they worked. Uh, and so I think he probably carried the same mentality mm-hmm. in here. They just didn't match up very well against the Buffalo front, which was my biggest concern moving uh, towards this game. And he did have some plays where they had some quick element throws, but they just didn't block very well at times. They mm-hmm. tried some five-man protections and had to squeeze the tackle so the defensive end was free, and he threw a hot route to the flat right to the safety. It was intercepted. So they had some protection issues. They got to clean up in-house to really protect Sam. Um, uh, to get better. Uh, the, the tackle squeezed another time when he didn't have to and left the defensive end just scot-free, and he had guys in the flat trying to get the ball to him and just couldn't do it. So schematically, 
uh, protection-wise, it wasn't their best effort. Uh, great job by Buffalo McDermott. They always can uh, do something to confuse you because they have great multiplicity oh. multiplicity with their yep. safeties and nickel. They can do a lot of different things and, and confuse young quarterbacks. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. We are not giving – I mean, we're, we're giving Washington plenty of blame, and they deserve it. We're not giving Buffalo enough credit for sure. Jay Gruden with us. Uh, so Philadelphia obviously plays tonight, Monday night, football, one of the two, uh, on the road against Tampa, and that's you know a physical defense, so who knows what their offense is uh, going to be beat up. But, of course, you've got to be worried about that, de- that talented pass rush and that talented defensive line uh, and who they brought in in the draft. And even though they lost Javon Hargrave, right, and, they were all, and, and, and lost their defense, Defensive coordinator uh, in Gannon from last year. That's going to be coming downhill and after Sam Howell and the commander's offensive line. So if you were, again, crystallizing the beginning of a game plan uh, today, even without watching Philadelphia play tonight, Jay, what are the things that you would say we have to we have to do this? Is it just simply run the ball more or is there something else? Well, number one, you can't turn the ball over four times. Yeah. You can't take sacks on first down. That's a, that's an absolute no-no. Taking a sack on first down, which happened, I don't know how many times, three or four, uh, and then obviously the four interceptions. You can't have you can't have one interception against a team like Philadelphia. You got to protect the ball. Gibson's got to protect the ball. Four interceptions and a fumble. It's, it's just you have no chance to win in a National Football League, no matter who you play. That's number one. You got to clean those up. Number two, you got to fix your protections. If you're going to take some drops. You want to work down the field, you better have your tackle staying on the end and, and your back has to understand his blitz pickups and the center's got to make sure he knows where the mic point is and they go to the right people. You can't have any confusion. Everybody's got to be on the same page. And then your route discipline has to be solid. They have to be at the right depth. They have to come in and out of cuts. they got to get separation. And how has got to anticipate these throws to get the ball out of his hands. And if he has to check it down, check it down and punt if you have to punt or mm-hmm. kick a field goal if you have to kick a field goal. You can't have negative plays against a team like Philadelphia – they will thrive on it. Uh, what'd you think of Ron's decision to kick a field goal there at the end to get some points on the board? Would you have done that? I don't know. I didn't like the decision to not kick a field goal early. I mean, he went yeah. for it on fourth down or it was a three to nothing game right. or six to nothing or what have you. Yeah. And uh, they tried to, they called a man beater and, and Buffalo played zone and just passed off all the crossers and it was incomplete. Um, yeah, it was, it's a tough call. I mean, if you're counting on your defense, if the defense is the strength of your team, field goals are okay, in my opinion. Okay. And I, you know, he made a great call last week, and it worked out for him right. for the best, and they ended up winning the game. But I just think moving forward, points are points for this team because if you're going to rely on your defense um, to get stops, take the field goals until – um, you have to go for it if you're down quite a bit. Yeah, uh, and actually, I think it was 10 nothing on the fourth and goal, but still, to your point, it's a close game and your defense is hanging in there. You know, allowed some third and long plays, but certainly a chance. But then others would say, well, wait a second, you're going against an explosive offense. You've got to score touchdowns, and maybe that was Ron's uh, mentality. Jay Gruden with us. Uh, spin you around the NFL real quickly. Uh, Indianapolis, without Anthony Richardson, yes, you know Gardner Minshew. You know how competitive he is. Uh, Baltimore didn't have like seven or eight starters. So again, not a shocker, but they go in there and win in overtime. And how about Houston kicking your former team's ass Jacksonville? I mean, all over the place. I mean, the, the NFL is impossible, Jay, as you know, to figure out. Yeah. I said something last week that uh, Houston's something, somebody to watch out for. Mm-hmm. They have a very good young quarterback and three good receivers and a heck of a back of Damian Pierce and a functional tight end. And D'Amico Ryan's going to get that defense right. They're going to be sound and they're going to play hard. So they're they're an interesting team to watch moving forward to AFC South. What do you make of Arizona not only beating Dallas, but really spanking them? And Arizona has – I mean, listen, I know they're only one and two, but they've – 
I mean, they're playing their asses off for Gannon. Josh Dobbs is playing his tail off. Mm. I had him at Jacksonville. We let him go. That was a huge mistake. Uh, and, uh, you know, you should always err on the side. Of it. If it's close from a backup quarterback battle, always take the athletic one. And, and, and Josh is very smart and very athletic. Uh, he wasn't quite as accurate as the guys we fought uh, in the building, but he's a great competitor, very smart, and I'm, I'm happy for him because he's, he's a great, great kid. Uh, and one last one for you just quickly, again, looking uh, towards these games tonight. Uh, again, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, we just uh, – uh, do you do you think Baker um, and, and and Mike Evans can can find a way to neutralize Philadelphia? And then on the other end, if you're dealing with Joe Burrow, right? And, and again, we all know how talented he is. And you've got this reoccurring calf injury. Would you play it safe? Uh, would you run the ball more? Would you not play him? How would you handle that? Well, they haven't been very explosive on offense with Joe Burrow the first two games. First game they threw for 80 yards against Cleveland. Second game they struggled, but the, you know they got a few points on the board. They're 0-2 for a reason. Offensively, they haven't been very good. Um, they need to pick it up. If Joe has any issue with his calf, he has to sit. I had a calf injury at one point in my career. And you never know when the damn thing's healed. Mm. You, you think it's fine, and then you take off one way, and it pops again, and, and you're out for another three or four weeks. It's right. a nightmare of an injury. I would err on the side of cough with precaution. 0-3 oh, is not the end of the world. You look at the AFC South, Pittsburgh's 2-1, and one, Baltimore's 2-1. and one. Even if you go 0-3 oh, after this week, uh, you're not out of it. you still got a lot of football left. Uh, that's a good point. Good point. No doubt about it. Jay, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for the insight and analysis uh, and for always being available. Uh, we appreciate you, and I'll talk to you next week, okay? You got it. Thanks, Chris. All right, there you go. That is head coach Jay Gruden. Uh, is again on Twitter at coach underscore Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden, driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F one fifty headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling. All home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. All right, back in a flash. We'll try and squeeze in a phone call. Ron Rivera coming up in about 12 minutes or so from Ashburn on the Team 980. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.